everyone. Welcome to the Inspired by the Word Global Times of Devotion. Right now, we're going to be praying in other tongues. And I would like to read to us a scripture from 1 Timothy. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Praise the Lord. Right now, we're going to be praying, praying specially for um, people all around the world coming to the knowledge of the truth and be no more deceived by the workings of iniquity going on around the world. Praise the Lord. We're going to be praying that this is not the time yet for the Antichrist. Therefore, they will not succeed in their evil plans going on, this pandemic and this pandemic to make the world of two tribes, of the vaccinated and the unvaccinated tribes. So we're going to be praying. And we're also going to be praying for our different nations. You know, there are some unique violence that must have been going on in some particular nations, like in Nigeria, the attack of the headsmen. We're going to be praying that it proceeds no, for, no more further. It proceeds no more. It does not go any further anymore. I'd like us to pray right now. Let's begin to pray in other tongues. Maybe in your country, there's a particular unique form of violence that have been going on for a protracted period of time. Pray against it at this time. All those things are part of the ploy of the enemy to make the city I'm 
Jana mangra da zaza ila mangra da kaska parada pashata 
Never again, never again. Yes, we refuse it in the name of the Lord Jesus. We decree and declare that truth, truth prevails. Hallelujah. No more deception. Hallelujah. The plans of the devil, they antichrist, oh God, to deceive the leaders and to make the world of two tribes vaccinated and fully vaccinated and non-vaccinated. We come against it in the name of the Lord Jesus. And right now we pray, oh God, concerning every form of violence going on and around the world in the different countries in their unique forms and formats, we come against them right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. We decree and declare that the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ through our ministry materials are penetrating those cities and territories. For Nigeria, the headsmen, the brutality and wickedness of the headsmen, we put an end to it in the name of the Lord Jesus. We decree and declare that the rhapsody of realities and our ministry materials are penetrating them. In the United States, the police brutality against the citizens, against the colored people, Makora Sakataka, bandish among Radakabaya. We come against that evil of darkness, to God. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we put an end to it, to God. We put a stop to it. In the different African nations, hallelujah, we put an end to the wickedness, the rapes and the uncertain murders, the uncertainties, oh God, that put the people in insecurity. We put a stop to it, oh God. We decree declare that the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, the truth of the word of God, is penetrating, oh God. The perpetrators of evil, oh God, in the name of our Lord Jesus, is penetrating their camps, oh God, and taking their hearts, turning their hearts away from wickedness, evil, and violence to the truth of God's word. In the name of our Lord Jesus, glory, 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 hallelujah, praise God. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone, depending on what part of the world you are being connected at this time. Welcome to the Inspired by the Word Global Times of Devotion with the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Amaka, for the opportunity to always lead prayer. I'm grateful for the opportunities. Right now, we're going over to the Rhapsody of Reality segment and um i would like to welcome um, esteemed brother martins to take that segment right away thank you very much good morning good afternoon good evening everyone depending on where you're connected from around the world thank you so much esteemed sister maka for this great opportunity to take the devotion out this morning praise the lord Father, heaven and earth adore you. Angels bow before you. We sing glory to your name. You're the Lamb upon the throne. We lift holy hands in worship and we give you all the praise. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Thank you for the life you've given us this day. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Okay, today, our topic for today's devotional declare what should happen around you. Praise the Lord. Declare what should happen around you. And our team verse is taken from Mark eleven twenty three. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. If you're born again, You've got the power to turn negative situations around through your words. Ezekiel prophesied to the wind and commanded life into the dry bones, and they came alive. Read Ezekiel 37. You too can talk to anything and have it respond to you. Prophesy to your finances, business, academics, family, and ministry. You can create what you want with your words. The Bible says we speak the wisdom of God in mystery. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 7. That means esoteric language. The world doesn't understand it. 
yet it's ordained by God to produce results for us. Glory to God. What kind of words do you speak? Are they constructive or destructive words? Praise the Lord. Remember the breeding ground for wrong thought, for wrong talk is wrong thinking. So you must change your thinking first. You don't justify your negative talk by saying, I'm only saying what's happening around me. No, you're supposed to declare what should happen around you. You are a king. Kings say what should happen. You know, the Bible says where the word of a king is, there is power. And the Bible also says, thou shalt decree a thing and it's established. You know, thinking about what is happening around the world today, there is so much negativism, so much fear being propagated by the news media, by the fake news media. There's so much lies and all. And then the sudden invasion of our space with this, in quotes, vaccines and the compulsion being put out for man, it is now seemingly mandatory in most um, offices. You know, a few days ago, my other brother called me and said, they told them in their office that they must all take it. And they've given them six weeks. That's from two weeks ago, from yes, two, last week, um, Monday. They've given them six weeks, compulsorily. I'm talking about in Nigeria. Compulsorily, they must take it. So I'm thinking, there's a systematic forced vaccination going on. But not many are aware of it. Bible says, where the word of a king is, there is power. We will decree. He said, we shall decree a thing and it's established. And we have decreed that this is stopping. This has stopped. This should stop. And it has stopped. Where they have all these meetings to which they want to perpetuate this evil, they will be, they will be scattered wherever they are. They are scattered where they are. They'll begin to talk against one another. They'll begin to expose each other. They will come out with the truth by themselves. He says, if you are born again, you have power to turn negative situations around. Okay. We have the power because we are born again. We have the spirit of God in us. I'm beginning to think. Today, this word is coming to us. Because there are certain situations that must be turned around. There are certain things that we must change in our life. And God is speaking to each one of us. Each one of us. No matter how beautiful your life is, there is always a next level, a higher level. And yes, he says we must speak. God created the whole world with words. He created everything by speaking that he made man with his hands and then he spoke into man so that man can speak. Praise the Lord. He says, don't worry if you don't immediately see a change. Some some things may not change outwardly right away. But rest assured that the moment you give the word, creation is set in motion. Remember, remember the tree, recall the tree that Jesus caused in Mark 11, 12 to 24. It says outwardly, everything looked thin. It looked the same. But the Bible says it withered from its root. From its roots, it withered. As you release words of faith concerning your finances, your job, your business, ministry, academics, and so on, you will see many instant changes. We must practice this word today. He says, as you release words of faith concerning your finances, job, business, ministry, academics, and so on, you will see. He didn't say you might see. You will see. This is pastor being prophetic to us. 
He said, you will see instant changes. I just say we will see instant changes. We will see instant changes. Today, we will see instant changes. By the power of the Holy Ghost, we will see instant changes. He says, however, there may be other miracles that take a while to manifest. For instance, someone who has a big sore on his leg, you take a while to dry up. You're asking for 300 billion naira for $1 billion. There's a process. It will definitely come. Oh, you want to give for 1 million copies of Rhapsody? It is done. And you will see it happen. He says, however, there may be other miracles that may take a while to manifest. The time in between your declaration and its manifestation isn't the time to give up or complain. Rather, it is a time to intensify the pressure on the adversary. You keep speaking till the clouds, till the clouds, till the clouds, till the clouds are full of rain. The Bible says, if the cloud be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 3. Hallelujah. You keep speaking. I remember years ago, I was preaching to someone, and the person said, he said, um, there are some Christians that he knows, and once they pray, bam, immediately you see things happen. Yeah, so they will pray, 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 pray. After like one year, things will happen. But there are some, they will keep praying, it will take a while. And I said, yes. Some people, when they pray, they are like the corn seed. You plant it. Two months, three months, it germinates. You have your corn, and you begin to eat. There are some. Yes, it's like the orange seed. Two years, and then you have your orange, this, the tree would have grown. The third year, you start harvesting. But there are some that theirs is like cashew seed, um, coconuts. They need to draw, they need to take their roots inside. Why cashew might take almost six or seven years? You can find out. Five, six, seven. And in fact, the best of them can take like seven years. But once it comes out, it is called a cash crop. You're not just eating the seed. You're not, you're not just eating the fruit. You can sell the seed. You can export it and all. And you find that more money can be made from this one that takes time. It's not God knows best. I remember a story of a woman that got that was in the kitchen. And she was trying to cook. And the child was crying. She, the child wanted to eat. The woman brought out chicken. The child was dancing. And the woman didn't give this child this chicken. The child was crying. Raw chicken. The child was crying, crying. The woman had to take time, cook it. After cooking, steamed it and made it ready, dressed it and prepared for the boy. Remove all the bones. And the boy ate this food. Question is, the boy was crying for the raw one because he saw chicken. Sometimes the Lord is equipping us for that big thing that he has prepared for us. But we need to grow in stages to get these things. The Bible says that we through patience, through patience, inherited the promise. Most of the time, it is very important you are patient with God. At the same time, your faith must prevail. Yes, your faith will always prevail. So speak these words today. Be sure, as Pastor has said, you will see many instant changes. You will see many instant changes. Yes, you will. By the power of the Holy Ghost, you will see many instant changes. Thank you so much for your time. At this point, I'll hand over to the esteemed Sister Joy to take us through uh, prayer and the further studies. Thank you once again, Sister Maraka, for this great opportunity. Have a most excellent day. Thank you so much. Martins. Uh, good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connecting from. Thank you so much, Sister Maka, for this opportunity. I'll be taking the further study and we're reading from Mark 11, 23 to 24. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. 
Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Ecclesiastes 8.4 Where the word of a king is, there is power. And who may say unto him, what doest thou? And finally, Ecclesiastes 11.3 If the clouds be full of rain, hallelujah, they empty themselves unto the earth. And if the tree fall toward the south or toward the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. So right now we're going to be taking the prayer together. You don't have to unmute your mic. Just repeat after me wherever you are. Dear Father, what a blessing it is to have the gift of prophecy operational in my life, with which I alter the course of events in my world. I prophesy that by the power of your spirit and the word, wholeness, health, strength, vitality, prosperity, success, peace and joy are manifested in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Amaka, for this opportunity. Right now, I would like to hand over to Brother Z as he takes us through the New Testament reading of the one-year Bible plan. Thank you so much, everyone, for your time. Have a beautiful day ahead. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Inspired by the Word Times of Devotion. Thank you so much, Sister Amaka, for this amazing platform. Thank you, everyone for being a part of this. Congratulations for those that have been a part of this from inception. We're reading the New Testament Bible reading today and we've been reading the book of Luke. Today we're reading Luke chapter 19 from verse 28 to 48. Sorry, from verse 28 to 48. And the caption is God's personal visit. Verse 28. After saying these things, Jesus headed straight up to Jerusalem. When he got near Bethphage and Beth Bethany at the mountain called Olives, he sent off two of the disciples with instructions. Go to the village across from you. As soon as you enter, you'll find a colt tethered, one that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it. If anyone asks you, if anyone says anything, if anyone says anything, asks, what are you doing? Say, his master needs him. The two left and found it just as he said. As they were untying the coat, his owner said, what are you doing untying the coat? They said, his master needs him. Praise God. They brought the call to Jesus. Then throwing their coats on his back, they helped Jesus get on. As he rode, the people gave him a grand welcome, throwing their coats on the streets. Right at the crest where Mount Olive begins, it descends. The whole crowd of disciples burst into enthusiastic praise over all the mighty works they had witnessed. Blessed is he who comes, the king in God's name. All's well in heaven. Glory in the high places. Praise God. Some Pharisees from the crowd told him, teacher, get your disciples under control. But he said, if they keep quiet, the stones will do it for them. Shouting praises. When the city came into view, he wept over it. If you had only recognized this day and everything that was good for you. But now it's too late. In the days ahead, your enemies are going to bring up their heavy artillery and surround you, pressing in from every side. They will smash you and your babies on the pavement. Not one stone will be left intact. All this because you didn't recognize and welcome God's personal 
visits. Going into the temple, he began to throw out everyone who had set up shop, selling everything and anything. He said, it is written in scripture, my house is a house of prayer. You have turned it into a religious bazaar. From then on, he taught each day in the temple. The high priests, religious scholars, and the leaders of the people were trying their best to find a way to get rid of him. But with the people hanging on every word he spoke, they couldn't come up with anything. And may the Lord bless this, the reading of his word in our hearts. In Jesus' name, thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity. I'll hand over to Brother John, who will take us through the Old Testament Bible reading plan. God bless you all. Have a beautiful day. God bless you too, Brother Josie. Thank you very much for taking us through the New Testament. We'll now head over to the Old Testament of our Bible reading. <clears throat> a big thank you to the esteemed Amarak for this opportunity. I'm taking um, 1 Samuel 16 and 17 this morning. The caption, God looks into the heart. From verse 1, God addressed Samuel. So how long are you going to mop over Saul? You know I've rejected him as king over Israel. Fill your flask with anointing oil and get going. I'm sending you to, to Jesse of Bethlehem. <laughs> I've spotted the very king I want among his sons. I can't, I can't do that, said Samuel. Saul will hear about it and kill me. <laughs> God said, take a heifer with you and announce, I've come to lead you in worship of God. With this heifer as a sacrifice, make sure Jesse gets invited. I'll let you know what to do next. I'll point out the one you are to anoint. Samuel did what God told him. When he arrived at Bethlehem, the town fathers greeted him but apprehensively. Is there something wrong? Nothing is wrong. I've come to sacrifice this heifer and lead you in the worship of God. Prepare yourselves, be consecrated, and join me in worship. He made sure Jesse and his sons were also consecrated and called to worship. When they arrived, Samuel took one look at Eliab and thought here it is, God's anointed. But God told Samuel, looks aren't everything. Don't be impressed with his looks and stature. I've already eliminated him. God judges persons differently than humans do. Men and women look at the face. God looks into the heart. Jesse then called up Abinadab presented him to Samuel. Samuel said, this man isn't God's choice either. Next, Jesse presented Shammah. Samuel said, no, this man isn't either. Jesse presented his seven sons to Samuel. Samuel was blunt with Jesse. God hasn't chosen any of this. Then he asked Jesse, is this it? Are there no more sons? Well, yes, there is the runt, but he's out tending the ship. Samuel ordered Jesse, go get him. We're not moving from this spot until he's here. Jesse sent for him. He was brought in the very picture of health. Bright-eyed, good-looking. God said, up on your feet, anoint him. This is the one. Samuel took his flask of oil and anointed him. With his brothers standing around watching, the Spirit of God entered David like a rush of wind. Kabaya. God vitally empowering him for the rest of his life. Samuel left and went home to Ramah. <laughs> the caption, David, an excellent musician. At that very moment, the Spirit of God left Saul. And in its place, a black mood sent by God settled on him. He was terrified. Saul's advisor said, this awful tormenting depression from God is making your life miserable. Oh, master, let us help. Let us look for someone who can play the harp. When the black mood from God comes, he will play his music and you will feel better. Hmm. 
talk to the servants. Go ahead, find me someone who can play well and bring him to me. One of the young men spoke up. I know someone. I've seen him myself, a son of Jesse of Bethlehem. An excellent musician. He's also courageous of age, well-spoken and good-looking. And God is with him. So so Saul sent messengers to Jesse, requesting, send your son David to me, the one who tends the sheep. Jesse took a donkey loaded with a couple of loaves of bread, a flask of wine, and a young goat, and sent his son David with it to Saul. David came to Saul and stood before him. Saul liked him immediately and made him his right-hand man. Saul sent word back to Joseph, thank you. David will stay here. He's just the one I was looking for. I'm very impressed by him. <clears throat> After that, whenever the bad depression from God tormented Saul, David got out his heart and played. I will calm Saul down and he would feel better as the moodiness lifted. So many, so many, so many lessons in this chapter of the scripture. So, so many lessons. Okay, chapter 17. Goliath is the caption. The Philistines drew up their troops for battle. They deployed them at Soko in Judah and set up camp between Soko and Azek at Aphis. At Ephes Dam, Damim, Saul and the Israelites came together, camped at Oak Valley, and spread out their troops in battle, readiness for the Philistines. The Philistines were on one heel, the Israelites on the opposing heel, with a valley between them. A giant, nearly 10 feet tall, stepped out from the Philistine line into the open, Goliath from Gath. He had a bronze helmet on his head and was dressed in armor, 126 pounds of it. He wore bronze, bronze shin guards and carried a bronze sword. His spear was like a fence rail. <laughs> the spear tip alone weighed over 15 pounds. His shield bearer walked ahead of him. Goliath stood there and called out to the Israelite troops, Why bother using your whole army? Am I not Philistine enough for you? You are all committed to Saul, aren't you? So pick your best fighter and pit him against me. If he gets the upper hand and kills me, the Philistines will all become your slaves. But if I get the upper hand and kill him, you will all become our slaves and serve us. I challenge the troops of Israel to this day. Give me a man. Let us fight it out together. When Saul and his troops heard Philistines challenge, they were terrified, lost and lost all hope. Enter David. He, he was the son of Jesus, the, the Ephratites from Bethlehem in Judah. Jesus, the father of eight sons, was himself too old to join Saul's army. Jesus' three oldest sons had followed Saul to war. The names of the three sons were Eliab, the firstborn, Next, Abinadab, and the third, Shaman. David was the youngest son. While his three oldest brothers went to war with Saul, David went back and fought from attending to Saul to tending his father's sheep in Bethlehem. Wow. Each morning and evening, for 40 days, Goliath took his stand and made his speech. One day, Jesse told David, his son, take this sack of cracked wheat, and these ten loaves of bread, and run them down to your brothers in the camp. And take these ten wedges of cheese to the captain of their division. Check in on your brothers to see whether they are getting along all right. Let me know how they are doing. Saul and your brothers and all the Israelites in their war with the Philistines in the Oak Valley. David was up at the crack of dawn and having arranged for someone to tend his flock, took the food. I was on his way, just as Jesse had directed him. He arrived at the camp just as the army was moving into battle formation, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines moved into position, facing each other. Battle ready, David left his bundles of food in the care of a sentry, ran to the troops who were deployed, and greeted his brothers. 
while you are talking together, the Philistine champion Goliath of God stepped out from the front of the lines of the Philistines and gave his usual challenge. David heard him. Israelites, so a man fell back the moment they saw the giants, totally frightened. The talk among the troops was, have you ever seen anything like this? This man openly defied the challenge in Israel. The man who kills the giants will have it made. The king will give him a huge reward, offer his daughter as a bride, and give his entire family a free ride. Caption, five smooth stones. Verse 26, David, who was talking to the men standing around him, asked, what was in it for the man who kills that Philistine and gets rid of this ugly blood on Israel's honor? Who does he think he is anyway? This uncircumcised Philistine, taunting the armies of God alive, they told him that what, what everyone was saying about the king, about what the king would do for the man who killed the Philistine. Verse 28, Ilya, his older brother, heard David fraternizing with the men and lost his temper. What are you doing here? Why aren't you minding your own business, tending that scrawny flock of sheep? I know what you're up to. Come down here to see the sights, hoping for a ringside seat at a bloody battle. What is this with you? replied David. All I did was ask a question. Ignoring his brother, he turned to someone else. Asked the same question and got the same answer as before. Since David was saying, were picked up and reported to Saul. Saul sent for him. Master, said David, don't give up hope. I'm ready to go and fight this Philistine. Saul answered David, you can't go and fight this Philistine. You are too young and inexperienced. And he's been at this fighting business since before you were born. David said, I've been a shepherd. Sending sheep for my father. Whenever a lion or bear came and took a lamb from the flock, I would go after it, knock it down, and rescue the lamb. If it turned on me, I would grab it by the throat, wring its neck, and kill it. The lion or bear, it made no difference. I killed it. And I would do the same to this Philistine pig, who is taunting the troops of God alive. God, who delivered me from the teeth of the lion and the claws of the bear, would deliver me from this Philistine. Saul said, go, and God help you. And Saul outfitted David as a soldier in armor. He put his bronze helmet on his head and belted his sword on him over the armor. David tried to walk, but he could hardly budge. David told Saul, I can't even move with all of this stuff. I'm not used to this. And he took it all off. And David took his shepherd's staff selected five smooth stones from the brook and put them in the pockets of his shepherd's pack. I would sling in his hand, Goliath. As the Philistine paced back and forth, his shield bearer in front of him, he noticed David. He took one look down on him and sneered, a mere boy, apple-cheeked and pitched forced. The Philistine ridiculed David. Am I a dog that you come after me with a stick? And they cursed him by his gods. Come on, said the Philistine. I will make roadkill of you for the buzzard. Turn you into a tasty muscle for the field mice. David answered, Calvary. You come at me with sword and spear and battle axe. I come at you in the name of God of the angel armies, the God of Israel's troops. Whom you curse and mock. This very day, God is handing you over to me. I'm about to kill you, cut off your head, and serve up your body and the bodies of, of your Philistine bodies to the crowds and coyotes. 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 The whole earth will know that there is an extraordinary God in Israel. And everyone gathered here will learn that God doesn't save by means of sword or spear. The battle belongs to God. He's handing you to us on a platter. That roused the Philistine and he started towards David. David took off from the front line, running towards the Philistine. David reached into his pocket for a stone, slung it, and hit the Philistine hard in the forehead, embedding the stone deeply 
the Philistine crashed face down in the dirt. That's how David beats the Philistine with his sling and a stone. He hits him and killed him. No sword for David. And David ran up to the Philistine and stood over him, pulled the giant sword from its sheath and finished the job by cutting off his head. And the Philistines saw that their great champion was dead. They scattered, running for their lives. The men of Israel and Judah went up on their feet, shouting. They chased the Philistines all the way to the outskirts of Gath, at the gates of Akron. Wounded Philistines were strewn along the Sharem road to the way of Gath and Akron. After chasing the Philistines, the Israelites came back and looted their camp. David took the Philistines' head and brought it to Jerusalem. But the giant's weapons he placed in his own tent. Verse 55, when Saul saw David go out to meet the Philistine, he said to the Abner, commander of the army, tell me about this young man's family. Abner said, for the life of me, O king, I don't know. King said, we'll find out the lineage of this this royal. As soon as David came back, from killing the Philistine, Abner brought him the Philistine's head still in his hand straight to Saul. Saul asked him, Young man, whose son are you? I'm the son of your servant Jesse, said David, the one who lives in Bethlehem. Praise be unto God forevermore. Hallelujah. Oh, what an interesting read. Okay. I'll hand over to you, Brother Martins, take us through the affirmation and the communion. Praise God. Thank you so much, Brother John. Thank you for the amazing read. Wow, praise the Lord. At this time, we're taking our affirmation. I will start our affirmation by taking our names. I believe the affirmation is on the screen right now. We start with my name. Have, my name is, you say your name. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of Christ. The second paragraph, I, your name, I'm granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The third paragraph, your name fears my love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all judgments. At this point, I will kindly ask everyone to unmute their mic as we take our permission at the count of three. Please unmute your mics. At the count of three, one, two, the riches of the glory of the Jesus Christ, unto God the glory and praise of the of God's will and God is Lord and I'm 
Praise the Lord. Okay, we are going to our communion at this time. And our text is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. So I received of the Lord that which I deliver unto you. The Lord Jesus said, Night, which was betrayed, took bread. When you have given thanks, he break it and said, Take it, this is my body which is broken for you. This doing remembrance of me. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for the breaking of bread. And we do in remembrance of you. We declare as we break this bread, we will never be broken in life. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we are set on a cross that we must follow. Our lives are hidden in Christ in God. And the mark of Christ is upon us all the days of our lives. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. After the same manner also he took the cup, then he has stopped saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This to you has stopped as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you. For the cup has speaketh better things than the, than the blood of Abel. Declaring the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That this cup, which is the New Testament in your blood, is speaking better things for us. Our lives surely makes progress. Our lives surely move forward. Yes. And we declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what take this cup. We see instant changes now. Yes, instant changes. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Listen, as you take this cup. Remember the words in concerning your finances, your job, your businesses, your ministry, your academics, and so on. You will see instant changes. So as you take this call, begin to declare. Begin to open your mouth and make those declarations. And I tell you, you will see instant changes by the power of the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and take the cup now. Don't talk over shatter. Oh, at this point, I'll hand over to the esteemed pastor, Deborah, to take us through the benediction and the other parts of the meeting. Thank you so much. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, um, Brother Martins. Thank you, Sister Joy, Brother John, and Brother Dozier. Hallelujah. Okay, we have a few minutes right now. Do we have anyone who would like to share um, a specific testimony with us at this time? Kindly raise your hands. We have about four minutes. If you have a testimony you'd like to share with us. We've been coming. There's surely been some changes. Some specific results. I actually saw one in the chat room. You could raise your hand, please, so that you could be unmuted to share. Brother Musaka said, Thank you, Sister Amarak, for this platform. My spirit mingles with the Spirit of God as a result of our activities here. Glory to God. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Congratulations, Brother Musaka. If you have a testimony, you can just please raise your hands and share. Or you have something that has encouraged you in this period and you'd like to share. We'd like to hear you. 
and also be inspired with your testimonies. Okay, we have Brother Jerry. Please unmute yourself, Brother Jerry. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. Um. First of all, let me say a very big thank you to um our dear sister Amarak for this opportunity and this wonderful platform for us to come every morning to fellowship. Well, I just want to thank God for um the opportunity for being a part of this um beautiful platform ever since I've joined, and you know. Though I'm not, I'm not always that consistent, which I'm working on. But for the periods and times I've, you know, joined and since I've sometimes, I might not be online, but on my own I am doing exactly what is happening. I'm going to the rhapsody, praying for the 15 minutes, taking the rhapsody, then doing my yearly Bible study. I just want to thank God because it has helped build my spiritual life. Now, it's very interesting for me to always read the Bible. I find it very interesting reading the Bible. And very important is the lessons that we learn, the lessons, the, you know, life lessons that we learn as we go through the scriptures every day, those life lessons. You know, there are things that are practical, you know, as we learn them, put them to work. And I'm seeing the results in my life. My life has changed, has been this um, change, and I'm seeing it in my work, even in my work. There's been a change in my work, the way I go about my work and everything, because of the life lessons we learned from the scriptures. And every time, especially those times when Amarab takes us through the rhapsody of reality and in those the scriptures, and she brings out those life lessons, those practical life lessons that we can put to work and see it affect. And when we do that, you know, we see the results in our lives. We see it happening, we see things happening for us. So there's been a lot of changes in my life, spiritually, you know, the fellowship of the word has increased and, you know, the understanding and the knowledge of God. So that, you know, in this month of truth, um, there's been so much, you know, knowledge has increased. Knowledge has increased in my life. So I'm just grateful to God for this opportunity to be part of this team, this winning team. And I thank you once more, Sister Marak, for you know, giving us this opportunity. And to everyone, facilitator, you guys have been so awesome. I want to know hearing every one of you, Brother Dozi, Brother Martin, Sister Joy, Pastor Debbie, hearing everyone every single day take us through one segment of this um, devotion. And the other has just been awesome. So thank you so very much. You guys have been a source of great blessings to my life. God bless you and thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much, Brother Jerry Rich. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing with us. Hallelujah. You know, um, I'd like to um, kindly admonish us. There's something about the word of God. Pastor told us several times. He said the word of God does not require and extra efforts. All you need to do is to store up the word in you and believe, and it will produce the desired results. You know, there's there, uh, all of us are not at the same phase or going through the same things in life or experiencing the same events. But the word of God is quick, is powerful, is sharper than any two-edged sword, and it descends. It descends. And he divides us on that. He said, to the bones of the ma and the marrows, to the thoughts and the intents. So the word of God is very unique. And it's up to you to put it, to store it up in you. Things will change, things will overturn. But you remember one thing, that it has to be through the word, not through any extra effort of yours. Your only effort is to store up the word of God in you. Your only effort is to believe and truly believe. Everything that the word has says has said will be established in your life. Praise the Lord. This is the confidence that we have, that the word of God is true. And the word of God is trustworthy. The word of God is dependable. If you've been listening to the integrity of the word, the first part of the message, the part one said to us, pastor told us, he said that, the integrity of the word is all about 
who is the person speaking and who is the person delivering the message? Praise the Lord. That is the integrity of the word. And we know that God is trustworthy. And we know that he gave the messages through his prophets, through these men of God as worthy servants, you know, worthy apostles and recipients of this word to give it to us, to deliver it to us so that we also can in turn make use of that word of God. Hallelujah. Apply it to our lives. Apply it to our days. Praise the Lord. And the word of God being truth is a protective shield. It's a proof producer. And anything you desire for it to be, it will be. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you so very much, esteemed sister Maka and esteemed co-hosts for this opportunity. And thank you for everyone for joining in today to share this time of fellowship. It's, it's invaluable. Praise the Lord. We can never quantify the value of the fellowship that we have every day. Thank you very much. Right now, I'd like for us to unmute our mics and share the grace in fellowship. Praise the Lord. The grace Hello, brethren. Thank you very much. Have a blessed day. Thank you so much. Love you.